for joining us today at Launch Point Church in Lebanon, Tennessee. We believe the Bible is the written word of God without error and useful for every part of our lives. We believe that through learning and teaching of the word, others might come to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Thank God you. bless you. Give an honor to everybody. Pastor Jim, amen. I would take up all my time if I, if I started talking about how much I love that man. Pastor Jim is... I don't, I don't fool with everybody. You can't and keep your integrity and worship God. But Pastor Jim is, is someone a lot like me in a sense. Um, I appreciate him and his wife. He has shown me a non-hypocritical love. And it's not everybody that if you're not their children, they'll love you. And even though I'm not a son of this house, I still call him pastor. That's how much I respect him. So, man, I love you, man, and thank you for the opportunity to stand before your people and sow a good seed. Amen. Amen. One more time, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Today, real quickly, I'm going to talk from Isaiah chapter 58, verses 11 and 12, if you will. Amen. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 11 and 12. And I just have the King James printed on my piece of paper, so I'm just going to read the King James, if you don't mind. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 11 and 12 says this, and I'll give everybody a moment to get there. I give honor for this wonderful wife of mine, good, gracious, alive. The Lord couldn't have, Lord couldn't have been any better to me, amen. She is, she is the love of God to me personified, amen, and I thank God for my wife, amen. Isaiah chapter 58, we there? Amen. Isaiah 58, 11 says this, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fell not. Listen to verse 12 carefully. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will Raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets in which to dwell. For the few moments that I have left, Brother Brian, I'm going to talk about rebuild, restore, and repair. Amen? Isaiah chapter 58, verses 1 through 10, you see the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah received the word from the Lord, my brother. The word from the Lord was cry loud and don't spare. Speak loud, pastor, and don't hold back. Amen. The Lord desired to show his people their transgressions and their sins. So Isaiah was commanded to make a proclamation. Can y'all help me say proclamation? Man, I know y'all are awake now. The proclamation was about the prayers and the behaviors of his people. But there was a problem. Somebody say the problem. problem. Y'all preaching good. The people were frustrated that their prayers were being unanswered by God. And they were frustrated. But God wasn't satisfied with his people, their prayers, or their behaviors. But somebody say there was a promise. The promise. Amen. The promise can be briefly explained in this. As the people worshiped God in their living 
and in their giving. That's their behavior. As the people worship God in their living and their giving, then God would answer their prayers quickly when they called on his holy name. Verses 6 through 10 then applies that if God's people show the behavior of satisfactory worship, then God would bring expedient answers to prayer. I'm in the Bible. The proclamation, the problem, and the promise of Isaiah chapter 58 suggest one more P word, a prerequisite. The proclamation, the problem, and the promise of Isaiah 58 suggest a prerequisite to receiving the favor of God. The prerequisite to receiving the favor of God is righteousness of worship. How I live my life is worship. I don't know none of y'all, and I'm not political, but I came in and I tried to make sure everybody mattered. How you doing? God bless you. I'm trying to worship God. When nobody's watching, what's up, man? How you doing big time? I'm carrying on. I'm having a good time because I want people to know I see you and you matter. I'm trying to worship God by loving his people. And I understand biblically that if I want God to be pleased with me, he has to be pleased with my behavior. Amen. Righteousness of worship, friends, is a Christ-centered focus that produces a that produces a harvest of good works which seek to honor and please God. Let me say that again. Righteousness of worship is a Christ-centered focus that produces a, a harvest of good works which seek to honor and please God. We don't do good works to earn salvation. No, 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 no. We do works as an act of worship and obedience. Amen, pastors? Amen. There are many biblical demonstrations in the Old and the New Testament of people's prayers being hindered because of unacceptable worship. Amen. Even today, a perverted message of grace is hindering people from offering righteousness of worship that's worthy to a holy God. Amen. I'm going to keep moving because I don't want to get into trouble. I've only been up here three minutes. Amen. But the people of God referenced in Isaiah chapter 58, it says that they were acting, Sister Angela, like a righteous nation, but they weren't truly righteous. They were approaching God as if they were a righteous and holy people. They took pleasure in knowing God, Scripture says, but they weren't keeping the ordinances of God and the ordinance of justice. Psalms 37, 18, Psalms 33, 5, and many other scriptures tells us that God loves justice and judgment. God loves when our life um, brings judgment. Hey, young man, where's your daddy? You don't got no daddy. I'm going to help you out. That is, that is judgment. I see you need me, and I'm going to help you out. God loves justice. That's wrong what you're doing. That's wrong in Jesus' mighty name. Fix that so God can be pleased. That is justice and judgment judgment and believe it or not God loves that and we're living in a day and age where the enemy is creeping into the church and he wants us to remove justice he wants us to remove judgment because we just want people to be comfortable but we wonder why God isn't here because there's not enough holding each other accountable as brothers and sisters there's not enough people standing before God saying it's for God I live and for God I die 
Is there anybody in this room today that wants the favor of God? I want to see some hands. Tell us, whoo, that's everybody. Y'all some smart people. Amen. I want the favor of God too. Every last one of us in this room, I believe, according to Scripture, sister in the orange, I believe we can all receive the favor of God. But are you willing to be the arms and the legs of Jesus? Are you willing to be a rebuilder? Are you willing to be a restorer? And are you willing to be a repairer? Are you willing to serve God by serving the underprivileged? Are you willing to serve God by serving the hurting and the hungry? Are you willing to give God righteous acts of worship? Are you willing to do something about the problems of your community like the Good Samaritan? Or will you just walk on by? It's it's getting tight, but it's about to get real right, y'all. I promise you. I promise you. Offering works of righteousness will not earn your salvation. It will not earn it. But we don't do it to earn salvation. We We do it to bring salvation to our community. When I do good works, that homeless person comes into somebody's house. They get the help they need. When there's somebody that don't, don't got some gas money, amen. Here you go. Give them a little holy handshake. God bless you, man. It won't get you into heaven, but we don't do it to get into heaven. We do it because heaven is in us. Yeah. Amen. If you're willing to do this, according to Isaiah chapter 58, I believe you are positioning yourself to receive the favor of God. Because think about this. God was telling the people, y'all don't have a right to be angry at me because I'm not answering your prayers. Because look at what you're not doing. Look at how many people you're not helping. Look at all the things you're not doing. And you call yourself my people. Watch this. You call yourself the church. But when we become the arms and the legs of Jesus... We are showing real demonstrations of the gospel. We're showing real demonstrations of the heart of God. And so today, I hope we consider verses 1 through 10 as we think about getting our prayers answered, as we think about how to give God acceptable worship. I'm going to skip to verses 11 and 12 real quickly and talk about now that you have the favor of God, There's a responsibility that we have as the favorite of God. There's a responsibility. Our responsibility is to to rebuild. Our responsibility is to restore. And our responsibility is to repair. I just want to speak prophetically real quick, and I'm going to say it's time to break ground. Amen. It's time to break ground. It is time for us to break some ground. There's some hard ground in some people's lives. There's some hard ground in the spirit. There's some hard ground in our families. There's some hard ground, but we gotta we gotta break that thing up so that we can rebuild what God wants to be rebuilt, that we can rebuild what the devil has torn down. You know that your granddaddy was a drunk. You know that your daddy was a drunk. You know that your son is a drunk. Let's stop that curse. Let's rebuild that son. Come here, son. Let me talk to you because God got a purpose for you. God got a plan for you, and he does not want you continuing to destroy these age-old foundations. Satan is destroying our community. I grew up here in Lebanon, Tennessee, and to see homeless here now, 
I'm like, what? I was here when we had one Walmart. Amen. I was here when Kmart was down and the movie theater was down there. Amen. But to see all the youth dying in our community, it's time. Let's stop talking about it. Roll up our sleeves. Rebuild. Repair. Amen. There are four evidences of answered prayer found in Isaiah 58, 11, and 12. The four evidences are four promises that bring to mind a question. What should we do with God's promises? How should we handle the favor of God? When we think about these four, these four evidences, I believe that we will then have a responsibility. Let's look at Isaiah 58, 11 again real quickly. I'm trying to go quickly. It says, and the Lord will continually guide you. One evidence of answered prayer is God constantly guiding you. God constantly speaking to you. You can read Isaiah 49, 10 in your own time. And it says, and and satisfy your desire in scorched places. Amen. I love how when I was broke, God still provided for me. Amen. I grew up in the country. When we didn't have something, we bartered. You brought a little bit. I brought a little bit. They brought a little bit. That's a sign of God satisfying us even in scorched places. That's Psalms 107 verse 9. If we keep reading, it says, and God will give strength to your bones. Amen. Some, some people got osteoporosis, but we got a prophetic promise that God's the sign of God's answered prayer is strength for my bones, strength for my body, health when I need it, help in the time of trouble. That is a prophetic promise that we can receive by faith because we got the pr promise in the favor of God. And then it also says that we will be like a watered garden and like a spring, watch this, whose waters fail not. That sounds real good. Verse 12 says, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. I'm striving to plant a church. I didn't want to be a part. What's your name? You. Brian. Brian, I wanted to be a part of something new. I wanted to be a part of something that we can guard and guide from the ground up. And I am striving to build leadership and ministers that will help me rebuild the ancient ruins, the granddaddy, the daddy and the son, let's rebuild them. The old landmarks that God set up in the church that the enemy has torn down, rightly dividing the word of truth, loving your neighbor as yourself, not being so divided. I, look, I told my wife a moment ago, I, I, don't, I don't look forward to 2024. All the political division and all my brothers and sisters in Christ that I love, now we don't like each other. No, that's division, that's Satan. We should tear that down and rebuild unity. Amen. That's an ancient ruin. That's what God created in the garden. But Satan came in and destroyed that. Amen. I love it because the prophetic promise to the people of God that those among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. Brother Brian, we're rebuilding the ancient ruins. There are some people that are down that we are building up, and we're setting the foundation generationally. Pastor here, rebuild the ancient ruins. Don't get off the old landmark. Don't just preach stuff just to get people in the room. Don't switch to seeker-friendly. Now you want to be gospel-centered. Stay gospel-centered or go somewhere. No. No. 
No, no, no. I'm staying with Christ. Listen, I tell people all the time, please don't kick me out. I ain't going to hell for none of y'all. I ain't going to hell for none of y'all. Nope, nope. I'm sticking with Jesus. Amen. It says, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations. Ooh. It's our job to raise up the age-old foundations. What makes me so smart that I was born in 1978, and now I know more than everybody else? I want to say something, but I can't say it. I'm, not at, home. I'm at home, but I ain't at home. Oh, I can't do it. The, the, the live stream will get cut off. What makes me so smart? That doctor done spent years in college learning medicine, learning health. Then I want to tell them what to do. God created heaven and earth. Now I'm trying to tell everybody else the word of God ain't true. No, we are rebuilding the ancient ruins. We're building up the things that have been torn down. Those that are in Christ will be called Lord Jesus. I got five minutes. And, and, and. You will be called repairers of the breach, restorers of streets to dwell in. You know what? I'm going to restore some streets and everybody going everybody gonna to want to be where I am. Amen. I'm, I'm restoring some streets to dwell in. I know there's some sides of town I don't want to go to. Amen. But God is calling me to build some things up, my brother. Amen. I call him the mathematician. I told him he looks like a math teacher. God is, ca God is calling us to build up some things. That's what we do with the favor of God. When God gives me my millions, I might buy a house on the hill. But hot dog and I might help somebody else do it too. Amen. I don't care what color you are. Amen. What gender you are. Watch this. I don't even care what church you go to. Amen. Amen. If you're wrong, Jesus will deal with it. That's what we do with the favor of God. Real quickly, the favor of God is very precious. Worship is something very precious. The spirit of this house um, is solemn. I love it. There's a reverent um, worship here. When we're worshiping God, we're truly worshiping God in this house. I love it. Keep that up, launch point. Keep that up. I love it. I go to many churches. I think we're trying to get praise, not Jesus, but I'm not going to deal with that. But the favor of God is precious Worshiping God is precious. Worshiping God how, we, how he will accept it is the secret to your success. It's not something to be played with. The favor of God isn't something just to bring financial wealth so we can buy cars, houses, and lands. It's not simply so that our business can, businesses can prosper. It's so that we can bring the kingdom of God and its purpose in the earth. Practically speaking, we need God's favor so that we can have the wealth and the health so that we can serve the kingdom. That's why I need it. That means we have a job to do. As we worship and serve the true and living God, that means we have to do more than come to church. I'm glad everybody is here. But when we get here, let's engage. Can you imagine? Let me just pick real quick. I'm just making a joke. I hope I don't hit too close to home. Can you imagine me coming home? I'm going to sit in my chair. I ain't going to say hi to my wife. I ain't going to do nothing. I'm just, I'm at home. Let's do more than go home. Hey, man, let's at least put in a light bulb. Don't you say nothing. Don't, 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 don't you say nothing. 
Amen. Now that we're at church, everybody, let's engage. Because the reason you're here, you got some experience some young person needs to hear. You can restore them. You can rebuild them. You can revive them. You can renew them. There's something. You can even repair them. There's something that we can offer the kingdom of God. Yes, you can. Watch this. How many people by the shows of hand knows their purpose? I knew it was going to be like that. Four or five. I knew it. I'm going to tell you a perfect purpose. I'm not a prophet, but I am prophetic. The word of God tells you that your purpose in the kingdom of God is to repair, to restore, and to rebuild. Yes, you are. That's your purpose in the kingdom. Let's deal with the repairer of the breach real quick. Amen. Righteous worship. Righteous worship will be. What did I type? <laughs> Let me give this analogy real quick. Repairing the breach. I have a friend. I have a friend that, that finds and flips houses. This friend, she makes a lot of money, praise God. And a lot of that money she sows into our ministry, praise Jesus. Amen. But when she finds these houses that nobody else wants, by the time she's done with it, everybody else wants it. It's amazing how she, with her vision, can enter a neighborhood, find the house that looks much like nothing, and by the time she's done with it, people are willing to buy it. The same can be true to us spiritually. There's people that will walk in the Launch Point Church that don't look like nothing, but by the time y'all are done loving them, other churches, hey, man, what church you want to go to? And you come to my church, I'm going to steal you. Come on over here. By the time you're done with these people, it's like flipping a house. It's repairing. It's rebuilding. My friend revitalizes natural neighborhoods. The church, we revitalize spiritual neighborhoods. This is the imagery that we see in Isaiah 58 verses 11 and 12. To be a repairer of the breach is to be like my friend. And Yes, I have a female friend that flips houses. But if you're going to be like a if you're going to be a repairer of the breach, you're going to be like my other friend. His name is Jesus. Amen. Jesus was a repairer. He was a restorer. His earthly ministry, he spent his entire life helping, healing, renewing, reviving, restoring. Who are we? We're the body of Christ. We're his arms and legs. If you don't know what your purpose is, you are to show the world Jesus for real. Isaiah chapter 61, as I hasten, it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Isaiah chapter 61. This is a prophetic promise of Jesus. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because somebody say because. Remember, the favor of God is precious. God has a purpose in everything that he does. He saved you because, amen. When I was running these streets of Lebanon, I'm not going to tell y'all what I was doing, but he reached way down and he gave me a purpose. And now I'm restoring, reviving, renewing, and rebuilding. And the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. And the spirit of the Lord became, came upon Jesus because the Lord anointed him to bring good news 
to the afflicted. When I started off this message, I talked about a proclamation. We have a proclamation. We have to bring the good news back to this world. Let me give you a quick point real quickly. There's too much philosophy in the church. Romans 1, I believe it is. I'm off my notes, but trust me. Romans 1, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. If somebody needs salvation, they need this gospel. They don't need philosophy. They don't need logic. They need to believe in Jesus. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. That hurting person, take that proclamation. Take this gospel to them. Why? Because they got a problem. Their problem is that they're brokenhearted. But he has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted. He sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted and to continue with that proclamation. To proclaim liberty to the captive and freedom to prisoners. Also to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. Watch this. I joke all the time. I told, I'm going to say this, Pastor, and please don't kick me out. I told my mother-in-law on the way here, she said, what you going to preach? I said, you're going to hell, fire and brimstone. I, I joke with her like that. But Isaiah chapter 61 verse 2 says to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. There's a day of vengeance coming. And the gospel is going to warn the world of that. And because we've gotten away from that old landmark, people don't believe in the devil. They don't believe in the hell. They don't believe in Jesus. It don't matter how they lived, everybody going to heaven. <laughs> I said it. It's true. Amen. Everybody's going. But scripture says not everybody's going. That's why we have to rebuild the old landmark. We have to stick to the word of God and proclaim the favorable year or proclaim the righteous acts of worship. Amen. The word of God is good. It's making my mouth foam. Amen. And we're also to comfort all that mourn. Verse three, to grant to those who mourn in Zion. When you come up in here, we got something for you. We got a promise for you. We got the proclamation for your problems. But we also have the promise that we are going to comfort all that mourn in Zion to give them um, um, garland instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness so that they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Listen to this. Let me slow down. I'm too excited for y'all. There's some people with some problems that are down. But once they receive this proclamation for their problems, Scripture says, then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. There's people in this room that don't know your purpose, but I'm telling it to you. God wants to use you. It's time to open up our mouth. Talk to our friend that we don't want to act like we love Jesus and stuff and like we still down and we still want to be cool. Uh-uh. I'm cool with Jesus. Amen. My job in the kingdom is always to rebuild. 
It's always to renew. It's always to restore. Real quickly in my close, there's a few old waste places that we need to rebuild in the church. Number one, sound doctrine. I roll with Pastor Jim Cubic because he loves the Bible like I do. Amen. This is going to hit home for me. Family prayer. Family has to get back to getting on their knees consistently praying together. Amen. I know this ain't going to be ain't going to be uh, uh, popular, but I'm going to say it anyway. Amen. And I pray that I get invited back. An old an old waste place that has been re- removed is men need to lead their homes to Christ. Amen. I thank God for women, and I ain't anti. I'm not anti. I'm just saying, Adam, where art thou? That's all I'm saying. The sanctity of marriage is something that we have to fight to protect and preserve. In God we trust is something that we have to, is an old landmark that we need to get back to. And children respecting their elders. Those waste places is something that we all can do something about. When you see kids tripping in church, go tell their parents or tell them, hey, no, I ain't no running in the church. You know we don't do gum. And if somebody corrects your child, don't you, don't you support it. It takes a village to raise a child. Now, I don't care if y'all don't like Hillary Clinton, but that's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Let me hurry up. I done said too much. Amen. These old landmarks are being destroyed, defiled, and deconstructed. But in this last day move of God, we the church will be the tools that God uses to rebuild, restore, and repair in our communities. Before the great and terrible day that the church is no longer in the earth, please let's engage and get busy. Please. It doesn't matter how much you think you can offer. Do the little you can. Everybody, let's engage. People like me are going hoarse because I'm doing too much. I need some help. Amen. Help. Amen. Amen. Everybody can do something. Engage in launch point. What's your church name? Next step. Woo, that's next step. Amen. Engage in the next step and then engage again. Take another step. Amen. And when you get tired of working, take another next step. Amen. Keep on stepping for Jesus. Amen. Engage. Repair. Rebuild. Restore. Revive. That's your purpose. And you know why it's your purpose? Because the Holy Spirit is going to help us do it. I'm not giving you the responsibility other than to lead, to, to yield to the leading of the spirit. Don't worry about what to say. Let the spirit open up your mouth. You'll be surprised. Did that come from me? Yes, it came from you. Amen. Watch this as I close. My father-in-law is a mechanic. And you will be surprised the horsepower he can get out of a little Honda. You would be surprised at a little bit. Y'all ever seen these little bitty old cars look like one of them little things you do like that and just roll? And think, that thing is loud. How they get so much? How, how did that little bitty old car get so loud? How did that little bitty old car get so powerful? How did that little bitty old preacher preach like that? How did that little bitty old man do all that? How, how, how? The world should be looking at us and saying, How? Amen. Are they accomplishing so much? 
that just Mary's boy? Ain't that just that carpenter's kid? Ain't that just that bald-headed, pigeon-toed country boy from Bellwood? Hey, man, yeah, man, I, I can't walk straight for nothing, boy. Man, I get pulled over by the police officer, he's going to think I'm drunk. Hey, man, I'm pigeon-toed, officer. I'm having fun. But let me encourage you real quick. The purpose of God is bigger than your inability. The purpose of God is bigger than your inability. I'm out of time, but I'm not out of word. I believe in you. Engage. Enroll. Get active in these churches because the world is active. They're not finna stop. Why are we? Amen. If you ain't gonna do something about it, don't complain about it. Amen.